Tell me something now, boy Just hurting me and leaving me give you joy Hello, it's Harrison. Make sure to leave us a review on iTunes if you haven't already, preferably five stars. But um, yeah, please do five stars. Thank you. Um, follow us on Spotify and check out our Instagram. Take a screenshot um, of you listening now, share it on your story, tag the podcast account. Anyway, I'm probably rambling on now. So it's time for the episode. Enjoy. So I wrote it in a song. You'll never find anyone better. I guess nothing lasts forever And believe me now I've moved on, I don't know Hello ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I am Harrison Gunn, the host of It's Good To Talk. Um, Now I am joined by a very special guest um, today, Isabella Sines. She's joining me over the phone due to the pandemic of COVID-19. And we are very excited uh, to chat to her. She's going to chat to us about all the incredible work she's doing for her brother um, who has Down syndrome. Um, And so the only way she can communicate with him is through Makaton, um, which is very similar to sign language. And we're going to be finding out a little bit more about what that is um, in a bit. So everybody stay tuned. Uh, It's a half an hour podcast um, and uh, we've got some very exciting stuff coming up on the way. Um, So I guess without further ado, enjoy the podcast with Isabella. I'm Harrison Gunn. This is my podcast with Isabella Science for It's Good to Talk. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. Hey, hello, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good. Um, So for the people who don't know who you are, can you kind of sum up who you are, what you do, what you're about, just for those who don't know you? Um, Well, I'm Isabella Science and some of you might have seen me. I have been on some TV shows such as The One Show and This Morning and things like that. And what I do is I um, create sign language kind of vlog video things and post them on my social media. And the reason I do this is because I have a little brother who has Down syndrome and can't speak. So obviously sign language is the only way I can communicate with him. So yeah, that's kind of what I do is I just do sign language little videos. I love that. Um, so it's all a bit crazy at the minute, isn't it, really? Yeah, it's so hectic. Um, how are you keeping yourself busy then? Same. Um, yeah. So really, I've been obviously I've been trying to create like um, a bank of science fiction. You know, something one of us comes down with the awful virus. So I've just been trying to keep myself busy, really. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been more mad for me. I've had a podcast every single day for the last two weeks straight, and it's just been for long. Because I mean, some of them are half an hour, an hour. So I'm to plan this every single day. So it's a bit mad, but it's kind of good because more views, I guess. Because <laughs> everyone's at home. I guess it's good for you as well. You've almost got more time to focus on the content that you're doing. Yeah, and um, because obviously before, obviously I'm homeschooled anyway. So I yeah. do like a full day worth of school. But now because everyone's home. Okay, so we're going to talk now about the modelling um, that you do. Um, how did you start? How did you get into that? Um, and it's really crazy because I see people are walking in there all the time and they're like, I 
swear I just saw you on this box. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's me. <laughs> um, and I've also um, done some kind of adverts for um, this, like, it's like a selfie mic thing. Um, it was maybe about two years ago. But yeah, I did that. And I've also done, walked in uh, House of Icons, London Fashion Week, which is also super, super cool. Yeah. Um, so how how did you get an agent then? Did you just approach them? Uh, yeah, we, we did a bit of research first because obviously um, some of very, like, could get scammed and everything. So yeah. it took us a while to kind of find the right one and who we want to be with. So after we kind of signed up, that's when the work started coming in. Um, and what was your first model job then? Mm, I think it was a family job and I think it was for NSPCC. Like, it was kind of like, um and was there any reason you got into it or was it just because you enjoyed doing it yeah it may sound a lovely thing but i did like to be in front of the camera <laughs> um so what's your favorite thing about doing modeling then um i don't really know i kind of love it all like the fact that like the traveling is so much fun to go to all these different places yeah and um well all of it's really fun especially when i get to work with my siblings because yeah with my family and it's really really lovely uh-huh yeah, um, and so was there any anything or anyone that inspired you to get into in into modelling? Um, well, I knew when I did the Danny stuff, it kind of a lot of my friends were with agencies, and I just kind of uh-huh. wanted to do the same. But obviously, like models like Kendall Jenner and all those sort of people, it's like really inspiring. So I kind of wanted to do something like that. Yeah. Um. So when did you start modelling then? Uh-huh. So you were 11 then? Yeah. Okay, so that's quite young to, to start, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I wish I'd kind of started it before. Like, my little sister, she's um, six, and she's been doing it quite a while. Yeah. And I feel like when you do it from an early age, you kind of have more confidence. Yeah, it's just what you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So when, when did you kind of know, yeah, I want to do modelling? Was there something that you saw like an advert or something you were like I'd love to do that um yeah yeah I remember watching I think one of my friends um well he was in a music video and obviously that is all come, comes to the same kind of modeling agency yeah. and things like that and I was like I want to do that I want to do something like that and then yeah the time, you get all different sorts of stuff you get like uh, adverts and you get like McDonald's and that. it's all really really crazy yeah what modelling agency are you with, are you allowed to say? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm quite a few actually because um, you can be with either one or you can be with a lot, but my main kind of ones are Lacara and Kitty because they're my two kind of main ones. Fab, and so how easy is it to get involved with that and what's payment like for people who would want to kind of get into that? How easy is it to do that? Um, well, signing up is obviously super, super easy. It's just then kind of relies on the agent and what they find you. Mm-hmm. Because they're clicky, you could sign up to an agent that has maybe 12 different kids that look exactly the same as you, dark hair, dark features, you know what I mean? So uh, it kind of just, it's what the people are looking just for. It depends, yeah. Yeah. Um, would you say there's like a dream company that you'd love to model for? Um, I would say maybe uh, like Next. I really want to do Next because most of my clothes are from Next and New Look. My friend Rihanna actually does New Look. So that's always been a dream of mine. Uh-huh. That's cool. Um, so you um walked at London Fashion Week? Yeah. 
Were you nervous? Um, I was a little bit nervous because I've only, I'd only ever done like one fashion walk before, and that I was, I was like the start of when I started modelling. So yeah. Like Ten, and I was, I was nervous mm-hmm. then, and I was really nervous now. Yeah. And because um, not many of my friends were there, like, so I was there, and I was kind of a bit like, ah, what do I do? And then I kind of um, relaxed a little bit, and I thought this isn't so bad. Yeah. Um. So how did you get that gig? Was that through and through the agents? Um. No. So one of the the people, the person that made my dress, is actually a friend of ours. And uh-huh. that's for her, so it kind of just came through that. Okay. Um. So how did you feel when you were on stage? Because obviously there's quite a lot going on. It's quite an overwhelming situation. Yeah. How are you? What's going through your mind when you're on that stage? Um, what was the best bit about about that whole experience then? Um, I would say because I was kind of in the dress that was like that is the, the main dress of the collection. I got to walk down the um, the stage with the designer of it, and it was like a really special moment because she was crying, I was crying, everyone was kind of crying. Bless. Um, what advice would you give to people then who want to get into modelling? Yeah. Honestly, be yourself because it honestly doesn't matter what you look like. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And especially because now we're in more of a diverse world, they're not as much looking for the stereotypical whatever. So I guess that's kind of good of how society's changed with it. Yeah. Um, and then I wanted to come on to Makaton um, because I've got a bit of an understanding of what it is, but a lot of people that I know don't and had never heard of it before. And so I think it's really important to bring that up. Um, do you basically know it all? Well, obviously I'm not fluent. I learn new stuff every day. Um, but for those of you who don't know what Makaton is, uh-huh. Makaton is a uh, language communication tool. So it is derived from BSL, British Sign Language. And it's kind of a simpler version for children with disabilities. We have uh-huh. adults who kind of... Um, don't want to use such an intense language because BSL is very much um, you're using two hands all the time and it's um, a lot of spelling out and it is quite confusing. It is another so, language, literally. Yeah. So Mastodon is kind of a lot easier. And for example, if you use something like this, in BSL, when you say my name is, you have to spell out your entire name. But in right. Mastodon, yeah. It just makes it simpler to break it down. Yeah. Um. So why? Obviously, I know, but you. Why did you learn it? Well, my little brother Lucas has Down syndrome, and he's eight now. Well, eight at the end of this month. Uh-huh. And um, when he was younger, at the age when you know all the little kids start talking, yeah, and like, saying like random stuff. Yeah. That's so good. That really is good. Um, how long have you been like learning it? Um, well, when Lucas was first born, he was about two, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I, was, I can't even remember how old I was. I might have been about seven, maybe, maybe six. Um, and uh, I went on these kind of baby sign classes with Mattaton. Yeah. And it was kind of stage one, stage two, just the basics like you 
yeah. going, hello, just those sort of things. Mm-hmm. And then when those classes stopped and I kind of had all the basics covered, I wanted to move on because it's going to get to a point where it's going to need to learn more words. Yeah. So then it was kind of just wrapped, like I just kept going and going. And how hard is it for people that are thinking there's no way I could learn something like sign language? How hard is it? Well, obviously, like any language, when you first learn it, it's quite difficult. But when you start to get like the idea uh, of the language and you start learning it, um, it gets easier because you know the basics. Oh, I know this, so this can't be much harder. Yeah. You just kind of think like that and it gets easier as it goes along. And what are you doing to help uh, people learn it? Petition, yeah. And it's really, really lovely because people message me and they're like, oh, I learned this from your video and it's really heartwarming. And and how can people start kind of learning it? Where's the start point? Um, well, the Maxon charity is a good place to start because they are the charity that, well, they didn't make the language come from BSL, but they kind of have all the resources for it. Yeah. Um, they have the free resources because some resources you have to pay for because obviously they are a charity they need to earn money yeah um, but they are, they have the basics on there and that is definitely a place to start definitely and obviously on your videos as well i guess that's quite a good thing to gradually just getting words and bits and bobs at a time um i guess it's not unless you're you've got a reason like you for example to to learn it because of your situation people can kind of take it at their own pace can't they if they're there's not necessarily a need for it um so what are the benefits of learning it? What kind of people can they help? Where can it be communicated with? What are the benefits of learning it? Well, when learning will match on or be it helps you learn other languages as well. Yeah. So if I was learning, if I was from scratch learning Maxon and I was learning maybe Spanish on the side, yeah. it helps in your brain because you're learning two languages. It helps you kind of learn it a bit more. Uh-huh. And that's one of the positives of it. And you are, you are um, expanding your like your brain, basically, with languages. And you never know in the future when you will need this. Yeah. So you can literally forget all about that you learned it. It will still be in your brain, but you forget that you learned it. And then you come across something maybe five years later, and you're like, oh, I learned Macintosh, so I know how to communicate with this person. Yeah, yeah, I guess that is, yeah, that is good. And how different is it to BSL? Yeah. Yeah. So they are very, very similar, but they are very different as well. Um, and do you know BSL as well as Makaton then? Uh, I'd say I know more Makaton because obviously I do my daily signs in Makaton. Uh huh. And um, there's not as many words in Makaton. So yeah, I'd say I say I know more Makaton, but then I do know a lot of BSL as well. Um. So obviously you had to learn it. How did you learn it, or is there someone who taught you it? How did you personally? Well, my mum introduced me to like the baby sign classes, and I started learning bits from that. And then obviously I went to the Macaton Charity because that is the best place you can go to learn it. Yeah. And then I just started picking up these signs. 
Um, okay, so uh, apart from Makaton, you were on the one show. Yeah. How did that come about? Um, well, because of what I do, and I've been in the papers quite a lot, uh-huh. my mum contacts, like, um, this morning, the one show, and the one show got back to us, and it's really crazy. Um, my mum was out shopping, I think it was for maybe, I think it was my birthday, getting me some birthday bits. Right. And I was my phone, and up on Twitter, it popped up saying, BBC The One Show had followed you. And I was like, what? And I rang on, like, Mom, The One Show just followed me on Twitter. She's like, yeah, I'm sure it's nothing. I'm sure they didn't mean to. Um, and then she was on the phone to them, and they were like, yeah, we'd love to have you on the show. Um, and I didn't know they said this until afterwards, but they asked uh-huh. who my favourite singer was. And I said to be Tomlinson, because I think he's, like, amazing. Yeah. And I, um, my mum didn't kind of think anything of it until... They rang her again, they were going to, they explained to her what they were going to do, and I had no idea. No, that's what I was going to say, so did your family know, it was just you that didn't? Yeah, my mum and my dad knew, but obviously they could not tell my siblings because they would say it straight away. Yeah. Like, it's fine, it's fine. do you know what's happening? My mum was like, do not tell them to my dad. My dad was like, do not tell anyone about this because <laughs> someone's going to say something. Um, and then I went on the show. Um, and they were supposed to get me in the day before, but there was like a bit of complication there. So I went in, I went on the day I was supposed to go, and I was having my makeup done. I was like, they were like, shut your eyes. I was like, all right, didn't think anything of it. Putting on my mascara, and then Louis came in the door, looked at this mirror that I was in front of, and she was like, open your eyes. I looked beside me, and I had to look like four times. I was like, what? That's, that's, that can't be him. And after that, I cried maybe for a good ten minutes, because I just couldn't believe it. We'll uh, we'll play him surprising you in now. We'll add that in. I mean, so you're seeing him. What is going through your mind? You're thinking this can't be real. Like this is not real. Yeah, I was thinking you're having me on. This can't be real. There's no like, there's no way. Because um, he he was in America like literally yesterday. So I was like, there's no possible way you have got him. Like, and it was real. And I was like, and then I guess it all made sense. You were like, that's why they asked. Um, okay, so you're you're getting mic'd up for this show. I mean, what's it like getting mic'd up? Because it, it's a weird it's a weird thing, isn't it? I bet you kind of then thought, oh my god, this is actually happening. I'm going on TV. Yeah, because even when I was about to go on the sofa, uh huh, it still doesn't feel real. No, and surreal. I was getting mic'd up and everything. They're like, are you ready? I was like, yeah, I think so. <laughs> and they don't they don't make it any better. They're like this yeah because it's that preparation bit where you don't really know what's coming next and, yeah. um so it was live right yeah it was so were you nervous about that the fact that it's viewing to loads and it's live yeah i was really nervous and especially because i have lucas next to me and no one knows what's going to come out of lucas's mouth when we're live on tv yeah bless him yeah exactly so that was a bit like oh god yeah. <laughs> um so how long were you at the one show before you went on telly before it went live well in the morning we actually had to be there uh, we, didn't, we weren't at the studio for 9am we were at the kind of school and I was having like a maths lesson uh-huh. um, and I think it was about maybe 1 o'clock we got to the studio and we didn't end up leaving until about 9 so it was quite a long day yeah Um. so did you do like a rehearsal before then uh, yeah we don't usually do rehearsals before but because we have Lucas 
they wanted to get familiar with it, so we kind of just run through it with uh, Matt and Alex, and they were they loved Lucas. The whole time they were just like, oh, Lucas, Lucas. We didn't actually get end up getting to rehearse for any of this, loving Lucas. Um, but yeah, we did get to rehearse beforehand. What were the presenters and, like in person? They were really lovely. And what about the crew? They were nice as well. They had they had Lucas behind all the like the cameras and stuff, showing them, showing them how it works, everything. Yeah, that's really. It must be really nice for you to see, because what you're trying to do is to get the world a more inclusive place for people like him. It must be really nice to see these high-profile people and people working on the telly, like including him and stuff like that. Yeah, it was really, really nice. And it, that that moment, I was, I was really, I was really proud of him because it was a long day and he was, he was so well behaved. Yeah, um, and it must have been very surreal being on the sofa in the studio we've all seen it on telly and then to actually be sat in there yeah must be really because, weird yeah because we've watched the one show quite a lot yeah you don't you don't think about it being on live tv until you look because when you sat on the sofa they have like the tv uh-huh. with everything and like they play the clips and everything so it's on there and you're looking in between takes Whoa, this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not actually as big as you'd think it is, is it, in no. there? No, it's actually quite small. I, I haven't been in the studio, but I have been to the BBC and stuff, and it's not as big as you think no. Think it is. Um, so apart from Louis surprising you, what was your favourite thing about that experience? Um, I think it was just sat on the sofa because we'd obviously been on like ITV, but this was like... Um, our own little thing where we sat on the sofa with Alex and Matt. Yeah. Um, so, Louis, what is he like in person? He is so sweet. He is so nice. And, I mean, it must be, like, so exciting meeting someone that, like, you say he's your favourite singer and you're listening to his songs. I mean, it just must have been crazy to actually seeing him right, right there. Um, and then he asked you, what did he ask you to do before his performance? Um, he asked me, Luke, if we would introduce his new song, which he's performing live for the very first time, if we would introduce it in Macintosh. And obviously we said yes, because we weren't passing up that opportunity. So <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, we're going to do that. <laughs> yeah, that must have been so so special and like a, a memory to hold on to, to be able to do that for him. Uh, what was it like seeing him perform live? It was, because I'd never actually, this is my first time seeing him live. So and you're right there. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> and were you going to his tour? Um, yeah, I was just going to the Manchester show, but obviously we're not going anymore. No. Is it is it going to be rescheduled, though? Uh, yeah, it's supposed to be rescheduled for September, but we still don't know if that's going to go ahead. Yeah, no one knows at this rate, do we? Um, so did you get to have like a proper conversation with him off camera and stuff? Yeah, I mean, I the series of Love Island in twenty last year, whatever, um, and it just finished. And I do, do you watch Love Island? Of course, I do. <laughs> Stupid question. Um, last year's Chris, the the tall one who was really funny with the tattoos. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I saw him in Nando's and it was just so awkward because he was about to leave. He'd gone in to get a takeaway and then he was just walking out. He'd obviously rung before, whatever. And he walked in and while he was waiting, he sat down on like the, the waiting bit right by me. Yeah. And um, he, he was on the phone and me just being me and not really caring that he was on the phone, I just walked over to him hoping that he'd just end the phone call. And he did. And he was talking to me. And I just remember I just didn't say much. And I'm like, that's so embarrassing. He must have thought, like, what is this weirdo just walking up to me asking for a photo? Like, <laughs> um, So, yeah, it is really weird when you see them in person um, and talking to them. You don't really say much. You don't really know what to say. Um, so how long were you speaking to him for? Right, okay, so a good amount of time. Yeah. Is he good performing live then? Yeah, he's really good. That's good, because sometimes they're a bit like, you need yeah. to tune. Um, so did you know he was performing that that day? I had no, I didn't have a clue at all, because um, we were up there, my mum didn't really tell me much. She's like, yeah, we're going on my show, blah, 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 blah. Did you get to speak to her at all? Yeah, I managed to get a picture with her. That's cool. That's really cool. Um, um, would you say he's the dream person to surprise you then? Like, is he the person you'd want to surprise you? Well, for me, yeah. Obviously, some of them might think differently, but definitely for me, yeah. He was just, like, he's, he's like I imagined him to be. Like, really nice, really lovely, really kind. Yeah. Um, okay, so you um, were was also on this morning. Yeah. Um, how did you? How did that come about then? Well, there are these kind of um, people. These, I don't know if you really call them YouTubers, but they kind of bring out a, a video kind of Mother's Day, Father's Day, Christmas, and they're called um, "Wouldn't Change a Thing." It's like the fifty months in the car with kids, and that video kind of went viral. Mm-hmm. And um, it's something like one of the most Michelle, wasn't it? Yeah, Michelle and Phil, and they were signing. Um, and then when they were on the screen, they had in the end they had like Michael Bublé saying, um, like introducing it, saying, "Here is one change of thing signing to um, All I Want Christmas by me." And it was like really, really crazy. So we were supposed to go back then for like another kind of um, just for like to talk about the whole video. And you're supposed to all of us are supposed to go on there, but it was like uh, a bit of confusion because there were so many of us. Yeah. Um, and what was it like in the studio? This studio is actually really, really big. It's, it's like, it's huge because you like, you get lost all the time. You're like, 
was was it when it was at the South Bank or at Wise City? I don't actually remember. The South Bank one is like right in the centre of London, right by the river. And the other one's Television Centre, where it's like round building. Um, so, um, what is what Phil and Rochelle like? And, like, did you get to chat to them? Yeah, we did get to talk to them a little bit. Obviously, they were kind of in and out because it was the end of the yeah. Um So, we did get to speak to them. They were just saying how amazing this is. And when we were um, sat down, because it was quite a squish, we were all like this next to each other. This little boy next to me, Billy Squish, I was like, I'll move over for a bit. And then Rochelle was like, you are so nice. Rochelle Humes just said I'm very nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, d- did you get to meet anybody else that day? Was there anybody else there um, that you got to meet? Well, um, I didn't get to meet him, but I did see him and he waved to me. Joe Sud. Oh, yeah. Quickly. I was crying because back then I was, like, obsessed with Joe Sud. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, How comes you didn't get to speak to him? No, because um, he, he had, like, security guards in front of him, outside of him, behind him. And they were like, do not touch him, do not, do not do that, do not talk to him. He was kind of like, wormed his way through everyone. And it was like very, like, you couldn't speak to him or anything. Um, and how would you sum up that whole this morning experience in three words? Um, amazing. Busy. Yeah. Okay, um, and so you and Callum Bess have just done the Callum Isabella Signs Challenge. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what that is? Well, Callum Bess and I have created a challenge. It's Callum Isabella Signs Challenge. And what we're trying to do is just kind of um, give a little message. And that message is stay home, stay safe, and be positive. Because obviously we want people to stay inside to stop spreading the virus. you did it with Callum hmm? how comes you did it with Callum um well I initially messaged Callum to do like a normal sign of the day like I do with um, other celebrities and he was like yeah sure we'll do this so we did it and we had a really good response back from it especially on Facebook they loved Callum so he's like I want to do more I want to do more signing so you're like why don't we start a campaign to get more people signing he's like yeah that sounds like an awesome idea so that, we came up with the challenge and he, he loved it he loves the signing, and it's just really fun. Um, and how can people get involved with that? What have they got to do? Well, if you want to get involved, on my um, Instagram, that is my sign, um, there's a video on there with Callum Best and me, and we're showing you how to sign, stay home, stay safe, be positive. And if you want to get involved, you sign that, take a little video of yourself, uh, post it on your story or your grid, and hashtag Callum is about a sign challenge. And then tag me and Callum Beck and we'll put it on our story. Callum will put it on his story. And yeah, make sure you get involved because it is so much fun. And I did it as well. And it's so easy and quick to do. It doesn't take long to learn. It's really simple as well, isn't it? Um, yeah. Okay, so future ambitions for you. What is the aim for Isabella Signs as like a brand? Where do you want to take it? Um, I just want to make the world like more, like to sign more because not enough people in the world sign. 
That's so sweet. Um, is there a job that you want to do when you're older that hasn't really got anything to do with this? Um, I would love to continue modelling because obviously that doesn't have anything to do with my time. I would just love uh-huh. to model. Um, and so how um, can people kind of support you and what you're doing? Now, uh, every episode, there's a few things that we uh, do with each guest um, at the end of each, near the end of each one. So the first one is called random questions. So it's literally just random quick fire questions. Um, You ready? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Okay, so the first one is what's your favourite cereal? Um, Crate. A place you really want to visit? Hawaii. Now this one I probably know. What's your favourite singer or band? Netflix or YouTube for the rest of your life? Netflix. Favourite animal? Um, a koala bear. Favourite food? Uh, mashed potato. Instagram or Snapchat? Instagram. Nickelodeon or Disney Channel? Mm, Disney Channel. One thing that, that people can do that annoy you, e.g. like noisy eating or something like that? Yeah. Really me. Yeah, same. Um, celebrity crush? Louis Tomlinson. How many kids do you want? Uh, two. Last song you listen to? Uh, Always You by Louis Tomlinson. <laughs> There's a trend here. Um, <laughs> would you bungee jump? Uh, yeah. Scariest thing you've done? Favourite smell, like a weird smell, like petrol or something like that? Um, petrol, I do really like Same, it's weird. Um, favourite sport? Uh, swimming. And favourite ice cream flavour? Fantastic, thank you. Um, okay, and then in each episode we do something called the question of the week. Um, so it's a different question each week. Um, so it's, if you could choose one celebrity that would make a good Prime Minister, who would it be and why? And you can't say Louis Tomlinson. <laughs> it's a difficult question, actually. Yeah, it is really difficult. Um, maybe, I don't know why, I just think he would make such a great Prime Minister, and I bet everyone disagrees with me, but I think Stormzy would make such a good Prime oh, Minister. Oh, yeah. I haven't got a clue why, I just think he would. <laughs> yeah, okay, sorted. He is, he, yeah, he should be Prime Minister. Um, Okay, and then at the end of each podcast, we do something called the Youth Booth, where we ask every guest to leave us with something positive, something inspirational, maybe a quote or something like that to leave everyone with. What can you bring to the table today? Stay home, stay safe, and be positive. There you go. You heard it here first. Thank you very much. Um, Thank you, Isabella, for chatting to me. 
Thank you. Um, stay safe, everybody. Um, I do like to mention shout in each podcast, uh, 85258. If you're struggling, message them. Um, if you need uh, mental health support, um, listen to all the previous ones. We got series one um, and series two. This is actually series three, um, but you can listen to series one and two. Um, we will see you next week for another podcast. Thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye bye. Best of luck. Best of luck. Best of luck. Let's get the best boy.